I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstad and joining me. As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the look-ahead man himself. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, well, final stretch. Mavs had a big win, uh, what, two days ago at this point? You're listening to us on Wednesday, I guess? Yeah. Uh, big win. I'd say big win, but a good bounce-back win for him. A solid win at home against Minnesota that Nick talked about yesterday. And now they head to San Antonio and... I hope that this is another win before we get to uh, Luca's birthday coming this weekend. <laughs> that is going to be a huge game. I'm very excited about that <laughs> about that game coming up, especially with all the Slovenians in Miami, all that stuff. We're excited about that game. What Did does it- Luca do in Miami for his birthday? Does Dirk come and do they take him to that live club that they went after the the title? Okay, which let's put a bet on it. Which Mavs teammate posts a video on Instagram first? of out celebrating 21 well we've seen delon Wright recently with you know with a celebrity with a star player out so we know that he's the one that would would you a know star player get out of here clout he he clout chases with the instagram stories so i'm going with tim hardaway jr Ooh, interesting tim hardaway jr though his social media is mostly other people taking videos for him sometimes when he's on vacation like by himself he'll post but it's sure. mostly like videos Dang. that somebody else has taken it's not willie collie stein level where it's like literally produced everything and he's got a guy that travels with him and does that kind of stuff but he's That's, not luca either where, like luca good, does though. everything himself <laughs> okay it could be boban then anyway i'm looking forward to it <laughs> hopefully it's hopefully it's coming off a win i think it's too. gonna be boban's wife first she's always around um all right on today's show we have something special and by special i mean it's unrelated to this season (laughs) and i was listening to zach lowe's podcast and this segment with with a freaking laker very few jared dudley a great a great american a, a great player a great commentator one of one of the best people i like to listen to before he was even on the lakers i love jared dudley Speaking would, of Lakers, Jared Dudley, if you're listening, I would do your podcast. I would host your podcast. So DM me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way you started that sentence was weird. But <laughs> anyway, I would do your podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's podcast that's now a euphemism for something. <laughs> no, it, it's no, no, no. Um, <laughs> on a completely unrelated, <laughs> well, kind of related, but nothing is related to that. <laughs> the Lakers. The Lakers um, memorial for Kobe the other day. You know, it, <laughs> what a segue. Well, I was trying to get there, and then then we we got there. But uh, I I just say it was one of the just emotional things. It was amazing. I texted Nick. My wife and I were sitting on the on our couch holding uh, our little daughter. My son was asleep, and we were both just crying. Like we wouldn't look at each other, but we were both crying. I mean, I had like little te- tears just coming down my face, and I thought they just home run for the whole memorial shout out to the lakers everybody gave speeches that day um yeah women's basketball being such a i I thought that was massive for the um just how much that meant to kobe and everything and i mean vanessa bryant i mean the the queen i mean what the 
just the the strength that she put forward that day was just and that speech was uh, absolutely incredible and of course mj and Shaq and all that stuff but anyway it was amazing uh beyonce right off the bat gave me chills yeah. just absolute yeah. chills there's very few people that you look at and you're like man you're a gift to humanity right <laughs> and like like uh beyonce is definitely one and then lebron when he made his speech you know on on the court before the their first game back like you those oh, yeah. two people you look at those guys as ambassadors to their you know, section of entertainment or their section of, I guess, humanity even because they're just so influential. Like, man, those two people are just, it's, it's incredible the way that they can um, speak to a moment in what they do. And then Jimmy Kimmel came up and his voice was quivering. That got me. That was the first thing as soon as he came up and he started, you know, quivering. And you just know, uh, man, the many times he's been on his show and all that stuff. And it's just, um, and then, yeah, Vanessa Bryant got me too. Uh, I, was, I was sitting well, there God. crying in my room by myself. And, uh, man, it's incredible the way that she was able to uh, be up there and talk that long without completely breaking down. Um, so, yeah, that was incredible all around. The Lakers know how to do you know events. Sadly, they had to do an event like that, but they just know how to do stuff like that. Uh, and they do it really well. They honor people really well. Uh, and this was a huge test for, for that, and they just pulled it off really, really well. So, um, yeah. Um, now that we segmented that. Sorry, I, did, no, I didn't mean to go that there's route. There's no way to segue back out of it, so. Um, there's very few things that make me text Isaac in all caps right now, right? Sometimes I'll respond and it'll be a joke in all caps. We'll be making fun of a specific person or, um, you know, we'll try to use something like get somebody's voice in all caps. But very few times I'm listening to a podcast and I text Isaac in all caps that he has to listen to it right now. And this was one of those times on Zach Lowe's podcast with Jared Dudley. They're talking about. Who is a player that Jared Dudley has never played with in all you know the games that he's played on all the different teams? He's been on the Bucks, he's been on the Nets, he's been on the Suns, he's been all over the place. He's been on the Clippers with Lob I was City. Say, you're about to list all of his teams, and this is going to be really impressive. <laughs> that was a bunch of them, right? That was a good good number of them. Yeah, sure, half, <laughs> probably. He said, "What's one player you'd want to play with?" And let's listen to Jared Dudley's answer. Bouncing around the league with Jared Dudley, who's a player that you've never played with that you would want that you would dream of playing with? Like one guy that's like, man, I can't believe I've never played with him. I got to play with him. It's not I, I can't believe, but if you look at the league right now, I would love to play with Luka Doncic. Okay, Luka is going to get star players to play with him. He has the LeBron quality, where being one of the most unselfish superstar players. Because I would say now Luka's in that superstar category. I think he's earned it this year. I know people say we need three, four years. He's phenomenal. Do I think he flops a little bit too much? Yeah, but hey, you know what? It's smart. Because a lot of people flop. You have to. You really have to now. And I'm telling you, I love the refs. I talk to the refs every pregame. It's rewarded. And I know they say it's not. And I see it. I see it with LeBron, him driving, and, and he doesn't flop. I know he, I know when I, when I played against him, you think he does flop. Maybe he might, you know, you know, when he gets hit, he might do a little too much. When he's on the, when he's falling on the ground, that happens. But when he goes to the basket every day, and when you give your little head snap back and feel like you've been shot, it gets the call, man. But Luka Doncic for me is that John Wall back, the guys that help you get paid, the LeBrons, John Wall types, it's Luka Doncic right now. It's funny you say that he's going to get superstars to go there because completely unrelated, Three separate dinners I've had with front office people around the league in the last six weeks. Three different people have said a version of, you know, all this talk about what's Giannis going to do and this and that. You know what our nightmare scenario is? And I said, what? Not everyone is using the word nightmare, but like doomsday, whatever. I said, what? It's like, if he ever went to Dallas. No no, no no, state tax. And those two guys (laughs) paired up together, it would be a wrap. And I thought to myself, 
it's funny before people started saying to me, and it, to, to be a hundred percent clear, no one has said this is happening or right. going to happen. This is just people spitballing about sure. random stuff. But this is okay. what we do. But I hadn't thought about it because when you think about where guys are going to go, Dallas has just not ever gotten the big free agents. Uh, and when they got one, the Clippers kidnapped them and make sure they didn't get him. Right. There we go. Listen to that and listen to that stuff. Man, that is fascinating. So coming up, we're going to get into all that. There's so much to unpack from that. Today on the pod, we're going to break down the 2021 free agent class and talk about who can come play with Luka because apparently he is a player that players actually want to play with coming from the mouth of a player himself. So let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, first of all, let's get into it. What did you think about what Jared Dudley said, first of all, about Luka being a player that he would want to play with? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was massive. You know, when you you text me that, I listened to it, and I was like, dang, okay. And and I get that, hey, it's Jared Dudley. It's not like, you know, some (laughs) superstar is is saying that. You know, if Brad Bill said that, everybody would be freaking out about it, but... Just Dudley saying that, you know, he has been in the league for a while. He, I mean, he has relationships across the league. He is a vet guy that people, everybody plays with him. It feels like everybody speaks highly of him. And just to hear him say that, that Luca was the name it came to. I mean, it seemed like it was quick, too. Like, I don't know if these questions were planned ahead of time or not, but it seemed like that was just a quick answer that it was Luca. It wasn't somebody else. And I get that he's played with LeBron and Giannis stuff before, but. He said Luca and Luca being in his second year and you already have a vet like Dudley that's saying, Hey, I want to play with that guy. And he, you know, not really doubles down, but goes forward with it. And they start talking about Giannis, which is Mavs fans, man. We just, Whoa. you just love that whole conversation, but it's like in Zach Lowe and, but just talking about just his unselfishness, how he gets people the basketball, how like just how other stars will want to play with Luca and already at 20. You know, you see young guys coming to the league, especially that have, you know, star power like Luca. It's more of like, hey, it's a proving ground for them. You know, it's like, hey, I want to, you know, prove myself in the league. I'm going to, it's all going to be about me, me, me. And the fact that his perception around the league to guys like Jared Dudley is he wants to get people involved and it would be fun to play with him and that people will make money playing with Luca. That was a man. That, that was just another aspect of it. He's like, how many, how much he said John Wall, but whatever he's how much money is like John LeBron's gotten, J- gotten some people paid like a bunch true. of I think there's probably better examples it's been of that. years and years since that's happened, but, but he did, true. it did happen. But like LeBron, you know, how many, how many people has LeBron gotten paid oh, because, sure. you know, he makes the game easier for them and just him comparing Luca to that. I thought that was just, it was massive. It was, it was awesome to hear. It's like the conversation that we had about Willie Colley Stein with Mavs culture, right? Like he said, he wanted to be part of a winning culture when he came in. And yes, it's Willie Colley Stein. He's played with the Kings his whole career, right? Like anything feels like a good culture coming out of that. Um, Michael K. Gilchrist, we had the same conversation about, you know, he said he came in and all my teammates were just ready to, you know, support me and ready to help me in the culture of the Mavericks. This is like that conversation where, you know, it may not be the most impactful players that are saying it, but if players on the fringes, like if these role players and edge, you know, level players, if they're saying stuff like this, then you know that it's it's kind of widely thought about, you know, yeah. across the the NBA, and it's it's a little bit of a litmus test to be able to, um, you know, hear from Jared Dudley, a vet that's been around players. He's playing with LeBron right now, so you can also think about the players that he's already played with, you know, the Chris Pauls, the LeBrons, the D'Angelo Russell, you know, guys like that, Dinwiddie. 
and players like that, he couldn't have answered them. So you have to also keep that in mind with, yeah. with, with his answer. But he's played with so many teams. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he said Luca first without even barely hesitating, right? That he just had yeah. that right away is such a compliment to Luca. And, you know, this podcast should basically be called Locked on Luka Doncic. But, you know, we can't say enough about him that he is now garnered this reputation. Uh, and so the next part of that conversation was. Um, you know, Giannis coming to the matter, like the exact low said that, you know, a bunch of, you know, executives have said the doomsday scenario or the nightmare scenario for them is if Dallas gets into the Giannis thing. And immediately, I mean, I think Mavs fans have their own either BS filter or they have their own um, antenna up about any kind of 2021 and Giannis thing, right? Like you're either drawn to it immediately and your antenna is up like any kind of Giannis 2021 Mavericks talk. If that sentence goes through, you know, if, if they hear that kind of sentence at all, anywhere written or on a podcast, they're immediately drawn to it and they eating every, they're eating everything up or they just say, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to put my hopes into something like that. We don't have to have the big fish conversation over and over and over again. Uh, and so I feel like Mavs fans are split on that. Where are you right now with, you know, twenty thinking about 2021 and, you know, the Mavericks? Because it is a little different than it has been in the past. 100% different. It, completely different. Taking it that far of, you know... It, you don't have to be all in excited about 2021 and it be Giannis or bust because we're going to talk about some other names in a little bit. That's going to be free that summer or potentially be free that summer uh, to join the Mavericks. But it's just, you, you have this unique window that you have an MVP candidate in Luka Doncic in, in this rookie contract. That'll be the last summer before his cap hold and all that stuff starts hitting. And you, then you have Chris House Porzingis that a lot of people, when you talk about all oh, who could, you know, like the Giannis conversation, it's like, Giannis pairing with Luca. It's Giannis pairing with Luca and KP because KP is like a part of that whole equation too. And KP would fit. I mean, he would be Brooke Lopez times 10, right? I mean, as far as fitting next to Giannis and stretch five and yeah. all of that. So, yeah. So that's the, it's completely different this time around. And yeah, I'm getting excited about it because I think what Dallas can offer, and we can get into this now if you want, like what. Let's do it. And, and it's and first off, I, we're going to spend the rest of this pot from a Mavericks angle. This is no disrespect to Milwaukee and him, like the Bucks and all that stuff. I hope if obviously I want him to be in Dallas with Luca and all that stuff. That'd be so much fun to cover. I love the Mavericks and all that stuff. But if he doesn't do Dallas, I just wish he would stay in Milwaukee. I would love for him to stay, stay there. The one the franchise <laughs> thing in the East. Please stay in the East. All that stuff. I think that would be an awesome story. Hopefully, bring a title them one day. All that different stuff. So, but for yep. the rest of this time, let's make let's talk about what Giannis would want as far as free agency comes. Yeah, Did you, were you going to add to it? Oh, Giannis, what Giannis would want to would want? I mean, because I feel like, like you look at market, team, player, organization, coach. Like if if Giannis is coming out, so okay, let's let's go down the road of what what is more likely to happen over the next two years that would make him leave. You know, you don't want a finals pretty much, right? Or does that inspire him to stay? I, it's very tricky doing this. I mean, we did this with Kawhi over and over and over again this summer. True. I just don't know what he wants. You just don't know what he's looking for. I think it would have to be a LeBron scenario where all of a sudden the players that he's with are just, they're just not good anymore, <laughs> right? Like yeah. if, uh, you know, Eric Bledsoe comes up short again, if Chris Middleton comes up short again in the playoffs and, 
you know, it's kind of all on him. And he's like, man, I, I need somebody else that can take some of the load off of me. And I feel like it would have to be that scenario. But even saying that, I don't feel good about it because you just have no idea. Maybe he saw Dirk and maybe he was like, man, I want to be that for this city and this franchise. And, um, you know, maybe something like that happened. So I don't know exactly. Like, I don't know how to prime the, the scenario and prime the. For sure. Because we, we don't know exactly what Giannis would want at that time, especially, you know, two years out. But yeah. let's just go down the path of, let's just say he doesn't win the finals this year or next year. He doesn't yeah. win a championship. He doesn't get the to summer. the finals. Th- yeah, or he doesn't get there or whatever. He gets to the summer 2021. And let's say, like, hey, if you're Giannis, let's just put yourself yourself in his shoes. What would you want? I, I think I would look across the league and say, all right, yeah, I would love to be in a bigger market. But if winning is the top priority, I would be looking across the league and I would say, all right, let's look at some coaches that have done it. What are some coaches that have won a title? What are some markets that would be good? What are some rosters that would be looking, you know, looking good for? What's an organization that has that you can respect, that has a track record that's respected across the league, aka see you later the Knicks. And <laughs> so but I think the biggest thing, and you see this with more than anything, and you saw this with Kawhi and Paul George, and even you know, even though LeBron got there before Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis going there with LeBron, the thing that matters more than anything is having the other star. And I think if Giannis doesn't win over the next two years, you're if, if I'm him, I'm looking across the league and saying, hey man, I love Chris Middleton, and I love my guys in Milwaukee, but if I'm going to go somewhere else... I'm going to pair with somebody that is a legit all-star every year, an all-star caliber starter slash top 10, top 15 player. And then that's where you start looking at what teams in what markets in respected organizations have MVP type of players around you know that age range that Giannis could go to and say, I, I know we could build a sustainable, successful run over the next three to five years. It has to be worth his while, right, to, to yeah. leave, to do that. You have to make a case where, you know, to get out of that situation, to leave the franchise, the only franchise he's ever known, to leave the, you know, the idea of being loyal to one franchise for his whole career, it, had to be, it has to be worth his while. So the Mavericks have to become a team that, you know, can do that. And I think they're definitely on their way, for sure. They're primed. They have the space in 2021. They have Luka. They have Porzingis. Man, I mean, and they've they've hit on a bunch of these role players. Like Dorian will still be signed, Maxi will still be signed. I think Seth Curry will still be signed too. There's a bunch of guys that are still going to be on the roster. They'll have the pieces around. And uh, it's I will ba- say Dallas would have to make some type of a move to get to that around roughly what 35 for Giannis. True, they would have true. to trade either Delon or Dwight Powell or something like that to still fit in KP because See you, you know we've been <laughs> what? See you, Delon. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, you know, a lot of these contracts like DeLon, Maxi, Seth, uh, Dorian, those were four-year deals that cut into that cap space some. So but that stuff is easily something that can happen uh, going down the road. I think when I, I'm looking across the league, if I'm Giannis, I'm looking at all the top. So literally what I did today in prep for this pod, I went and I looked at the top scorers in the game or the top players in the game right now. And then I looked at their ages and then I added two to it. And I'm curious to see what, where you stand on some of these names two years from now. Be interesting. Coming up, let's get into that and see who, which team maybe has the best case or the uh, you know the players and assets that would make it worth you know Giannis's while. Let's get into that coming up. All right, Isaac, you got your list. Give me your list. Which which players are are going to be close to like prime MVP in two years that would make it worth Giannis's while? 
Well, Giannis is 25. You add two years from now, roughly two years. So, okay, you're looking at he's, he's around 27 when that summer of 2021 comes. If you're looking at, you're going to probably sign a max contract with whatever team you go to, assuming he doesn't do the LeBron or Kawhi one or two years. Let's say he's going to sign four-year deal with somebody, whoever it is. Are you going to sign, and, and this is a question to you, are, you, are you going to sign a four-year deal with where the the player that you're teaming up with, your co-star, is 32 or 33 or above? Or does it depend on the player? Man, it, it's, it For all For instance, depends. I'll throw some names at you. James Harden will be 32, which I think we're pretty safe to say he doesn't want to play with James Harden. I don't think he wants to play with the dribbler. <laughs> Um, Damian Lillard will be 31. Russell Westbrook will be 33. Uh, LeBron will be 37. Uh, just looking at different you know, players on that. Um, I know this is a big name. Bojan Bogdanovic. I don't know if that would be a draw for him. Bojan? Not <laughs> even Bogdan? <laughs> but but I, I looked at some of these names and I said, okay, what are some like high caliber, top 10, top 15 um, type of guys that could – that are either there now or could be there in the next year or two. And these are the couple names combined with like maybe some cap space, whatever, but like Brad bill will be 28. Do you see him going to Washington? Probably not. No, hopefully Brad's out of there by then. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. So then you start looking at, I I really looked into the Boston stuff because Jason Tatum will be 23. Is there a way 23? He's 21. Well, okay. I was going to say, uh, really? He's 21 right now. Um, but anyway, so Jason Tatum will be 23. They still have Jalen Brown. I'm like, is there a way for them to clear the whole cap to keep Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba, and Giannis? And be super hard. I really looked into it today. Um, I wouldn't say super hard because they would just have to renounce Hayward's rights and then trade Marcus Smart and just Bye. empty their <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See you guys. But anyway, anyway, Tatum's one of those guys though that if I'm Giannis, I'm looking across the league and say, all right, who's in their like mid twenties or early twenties that I know that I could go sign for four years and they would be top notch level players. I looked at Siakam in Toronto. He he obviously loves Siakam and Embiid. Yeah, drafted and him. In the yeah, he draft him. Siakam would be twenty seven at that point. Toronto, the whole everything with that Masai. Um, I don't want to go there too much, but Trey Young will be what twenty one? No, he's twenty one now. He'll be twenty three. Um, I put the Hawks in there because they have a move to make over the next year or two that I think they could try to go out and get their second star. Like, what if the Hawks went out and got Brad Beal like next year and said then made their pitch to Giannis of saying come come join Trey and Brad in Atlanta? That I think it would have to be somebody. It's the only like, way. Yeah, I think that's the only way. Kawhi's going to be, what, 30? And, and Kawhi, Paul George. I didn't even look up Paul George's age. I don't know why I didn't. But, well, They're I both going to be free. They're gonna, they have player options that same year, too. Exactly. So Clippers are up in the air, do whatever it is. I think I think the biggest – I hate that it's going to come down to these two. But when I, when I looked at everything, freaking comes down to Luka and AD. And for me, and if I was in Giannis' spot. Of all spot, the names, you look through all the names in the NBA, and you're thinking two years down the road. So after, if I'm, yes, after if next I'm, season. If I'm Giannis, I'm looking at guys in their 20s that will be MVP type of candidates that I can go join them and we could form a pair that would could dominate the league and I could get other people to join me in a market, maybe with a coach. And I was thinking of coaches that have done it, have already won titles, because that would be one of Dallas's pitches, right? I yeah, mean, they would be saying, thing. hey, come join Luka and KP. Luka will be 23. Uh, KP will be 25. Luka will be 23. Uh, 
or 22 or yeah no he'll be yeah, 23 it's just wild <laughs> yeah um kp will be 25 rick carlisle he's already won the title before you know this organization it's respected around the league blah 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 and then but if you think about it too if the lakers do win a title whether it's this year or next year frank vogel will be able to say hey i just want a title too come to LA, the LA market and all that stuff. Anthony Davis will just be 28, which is crazy. Yeah. And and pretty much ever all of their books come out and, and yeah, yeah, I mean LeBron will be what 30 what I say, 37, 38 at that point. Yeah. Um so, you know, I'm sure he, he'd be willing to take the back seat to Giannis a little bit too. So that's if I'm Giannis, that right now as a Mavs fan, if Giannis is prioritizing winning, and just how roster construction is right now, I think it's the Mavericks and Lakers when it comes to if who you want to, if you're prioritizing winning. And in my life, that's what it always comes down to: <laughs> Mavericks and Lakers. Because you look at Luca and like Luca, if you come join Luca, you're 25. Giannis would be 27 at that point. KP 25, Luca 23. I mean. As far as big, if KP keeps going down this path and building what, he, what he's building right now, and as long as Luca stays what he is or even gets a little bit better, I mean, come on. I think at that point you're looking at roster fit. If you're Giannis, would you rather play with Anthony Davis or Luca? Luca. Yeah, I would too. And so, I mean, I know the Lakers effect and LA and all that stuff. So. But that could be a detractor for Giannis, right? Like he might not want all of that. And with Dallas, he gets a place where you don't have to get all that, all that. Like, the team would yeah. be covered insane. Like the team would, you know. Remember when, um, when ESPN had the Heat Index and they basically had like their own site just for the Miami Heat when LeBron went there. Like they would do that kind of thing too. Right? Like they would do a yeah. similar thing like that. It would be covered, you know, insanely. But it's not LA. It's not that level where it's just completely crazy. Uh, everything's blown out of proportion. It's Dallas where it's you know it's a little less than that. It's bigger than Milwaukee, but it's it's definitely yeah. less than LA for sure. And I didn't really consider Miami a ton in this because Jimmy's going to be like, he's going to be 32. And I think if Miami's going to be a huge player in the Giannis thing, I think that they have a big move to make over the next year. Bam, and it's Is Bam going to be your drawing point over I mean, AD a, and Luka? That's a, that's, a big, I mean, I, that's a big one. I mean, not over, I mean, I AD, like not over AD and Luka, but if he's looking at that situation saying, you know, coach that's been there, a organization that's built around stars before, a young player, and then if any of these guys really hit, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, like if any of these guys really, really hit, then then you have something. Then you have. See, you know, I think it's I think it's the I think it's the other way around. Of I think Miami has to go out over the next year and say we gotta we gotta take our assets if we really want Giannis and we gotta go get a Brad Beal. Uh, it I could see him trying for Joel Embiid and all of that stuff. I know the Jimmy Butler Instagram all that, but I don't even think Giannis would even. <laughs> what a like, terrible want, fit that would be, Miami know, with Joel yeah. Embiid. Well, I think it'd be worse fit Giannis with Embiid. I mean, God, no, no, no <laughs> like, I meant Miami, like the culture of Miami, the militaristic, like work hard, like you know, James Johnson gets kicked off the team basically because he failed a physical debt. Like, man, yeah. So I, I just don't. I, right now, I don't see it with Miami. I think there's obviously some moves to make with that, but it's yeah, a long I mean, time. It's a long time. It is. It, it's, it's a it's, super long time. But I, I say all the, all of this stuff, bringing it back full circle, is. I don't. You can't look at it as a pessimistic side of it and say Dallas has no shot. 
we have a young MVP candidate in Luka. I'm not saying you are, what, but I'm saying... That's what Zach Lowe just said, is that, that teams around the league are saying that's their nightmare scenario. That That's an, a, a very... And that's... It's another thing about, you know, the way Jared Dudley said he would want to play with Luka. Like, if executives yeah. are saying that's the nightmare scenario because it'd be over. Like, that means that Dallas is an appealing spot, and that could be, you know, a real place where Giannis could consider. And I know we're... It sounds like we're getting everybody everybody's hopes up, but I think no. we're kind of just saying... It's possible, <laughs> and that it's exactly a, that the Dallas is in a spot that they've become, you know, and they've become a team where a player like Giannis should want to go. Doesn't mean that he will, but just that he should want to, and that's positive. Exactly. It's just all positive. And I think all of that mindset of why the pitch to somebody like Giannis applies to some other names too. Do you do you want to throw out some other names? Yeah, I have a couple names. We got to do it real quick, but um, Paul George and Kawhi both have player options in that uh, that twenty twenty one year. Those are huge names. I mean, those guys could consider the same thing too. If if Kawhi is at the 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 point where he just wants to attach himself to younger players and you know ride it out a little bit, um, I don't think Kawhi does. I yeah, I we don't know I, what I Kawhi that, wants, man. Like that's true. Who knows? Uh, Rudy Gobert is an unrestricted free agent that year. Can you imagine him and him and KP? Him and KP, him and KP, and then Luca and him running a pick and roll. Goodness, you'd have to change uh, the way you play a little bit. But talk about Tyson Chandler starter kit, like. Woo, that's, that's crazy wild. right there. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has a player option um, in 2021. That's a guy that could you know potentially you know come to Dallas. Not not as huge of a name, but Jared Dudley also said he's a All Star level type player that doesn't get enough recognition. Um, Victor Oladipo is going to be an unrestricted free agent. That one's really that, interesting. If that's he, my big name. If he can fully come back, Drew Holiday is a player option. Uh, those are the big ones. There's a bunch of like littler names that I can mention, um, but those are the big ones that stuck out to me. Littler names. Um, lesser known, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that that's that's the name Victor Oladipo that I kind of look at and say, all right, he's 27 years old. If Dallas gets into, and this is where you get into the whole like Giannis stuff, and where fans are like, oh man, it's not just Giannis nope. or bust with this class. Right. That's that's the thing you have to remember of it is this class isn't just Giannis to where all these teams you know, there's going to be like eight teams. It's like oh Giannis. No, there's going to be guys across the league that teams are still going to be willing to give a lot of money to. And that's where Dallas is at saying, you know, Dallas is pushing their chips in and saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's make the run at Giannis and make the pitch of Luca and KP and young guys. And we could set this thing up. uh, You know, all this stuff. Rick's did this before our culture, blah, 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 blah. But if you miss out on Giannis, you know, who's really good, (laughs) a really good second place that would fit great with this team. Victor Oladipo. Drew Holiday, like you said, heck, even somebody like Gordon Hayward, you know, a couple years from now. Like, no, I'm not saying max money, but I'm saying it's. Can we, can we sign Gordon Hayward as that? As what? Can we sign Gordon Hayward, right? We might as well sign Steven Adams. He's a free agent, too. Might as well go after. Wait, um, you. Gordon Hayward ain't that bad. I'm I'm not saying a max. No, no I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm, it, he's he's white. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Seriously. I thought you were taking shots at <laughs> no, him. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, but uh, it, it's a Victor Oladipo type. It's a Drew Holiday type. That yeah, some other teams would go after him too. But it's it's the same pitch to them too. Saying hey, this this is this is what we have that we're offering to Giannis. Come join us, Victor Oladipo, Luca, and, and KP. We'd be pretty dang excited for that in two years too. But if you jack with it and you mess something up right now, and, and with as far as like making trades or your cap space and all that stuff, and with the, with the mindset of oh, we don't have any shot at Giannis, then you don't even get that opportunity that summer. So, I think just to go back to the Giannis thing, 
I mean, can you imagine a Luka and Giannis pick and roll with KP out on the wing? Oh, I can't. I can't. I, without, I just want to throw that out too there. Excited. Man. I just want to throw it out there. It, 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 like Nick said, it's not a get your hopes up pot. It is a, hey, I think we have a shot pot. And it's it's look okay at, to say. Look at how far we've come, pod. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would ever thought? Who were you? Um, <laughs> I mean, what was it? Two years ago when we started doing this? In t- May 2017, we were talking about Dennis with Jr. <laughs> yes. And we were doing mad about uh, draft Dennis profiles. And the dunk contest. Doing draft profiles all the time. Like, what is it? February? We would have done three draft profiles by now, and we haven't done a single one yet. So Exactly. Look Which how we far actually, we've come. We actually, we actually do got to do draft profiles this year. Um, no, anyway, they're gonna no, trade them. I said that. I said that on the pod yesterday. It got some people interested. I think. I don't think they'll draft a single player that they'll keep. I think they'll. Trade, that is something to I keep in mind because it is a couple million on the books coming that next summer. If you do take that, you know, that first round pick. Ooh, another reason. Like Good call. Good. Call. Um, but no, it's a hey. You don't have to be negative about it. Dallas could have a shot. I don't think we've been in the spot before when you have an MVP candidate like Luka Doncic. There you go, guys. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Mavericks play the – what team do they play tomorrow? The Spurs. Spurs game tomorrow. We're breaking down that game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. He's out. Boom. Boom.